All right, let's get to talk to Mike McCagnan about the Jets today. Uh, maybe the quickest uh, press conference in history. I think the Jets get the record for that. Uh, Mike, welcome. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you doing today? I wanted to talk to you today, Mike, because I, I never saw you say a word. Did you get to speak at all during that press conference? No, I'm going to no, ask you any questions. At once. <laughs> no, it was interesting. I, normally, I'm, I'm always expecting one or two, but uh, they always, obviously, with uh, Adam, I think most of the questions are directed towards him. They, I did meet with the uh, press, obviously, right after the official press conference, so I got a lot of questions from them, but, uh, yeah, right. but none, none, in the, none in the more formal press conference. All right, let me ask a couple that the fans are all waiting for. Number one, the Chris Johnson-Mike McCagden relationship, how did it work during this search? Is this you brought him a guy and he stamped him? Was it you did you look, you found the guy together how did this work as far as who had the final say and who brought the guys the candidates well, well obviously the final decision was christopher's but okay. um but i was very involved in the process and and obviously had my input um we went through a, a pretty extensive search trying to identify the, the right candidates and we and we thought we did he meet with the guys with you oh yes oh yes Okay, so you guys didn't meet. You didn't meet with the guys, and then bring him a guy. He, you met with. He met with you with the guys. Yeah, we, we pretty much did everything, uh, you know, together. There were times where Chris may have had uh, separate time with each candidate and talked with them individually, but um, through the formal, you know, interview process. And I'm, I'm sure, Mike, you're probably familiar. Like, you bring the, you, you bring the guys in. You generally yep. have dinner with them the night before. You get a little chance to sort of break the ice, get to know them. Yep. Um, then you go into the next morning, and you more or less start at you know eight thirty or I think around nine o'clock, and you just go for. You know, until three, four o'clock in the afternoon, you, you take a little breaks here and there, but you, you more or less drill down and you know constantly ask questions to try to get a feel for, you know, the myriad of things that you have to that you're more or less responsible for as a head coach in this league to try to gain insight into their philosophy and how they want to do things. Um, you know, to the you know, I mean, everything and anything pretty much is what you kind of you know talk them through. So, is it fair to say that you two both agreed that this guy was the best candidate? Yeah, we felt very good, and when it was all said and done, I think we felt very good about Adam in terms of, uh, you know, from you know his experience having been a head coach already in the league and knowing the AFC East, um, to you know really going back through his whole history and 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 felt very good about him and and him being the right fit for us. There were reports out there from other candidates that I didn't get the job because they tried to push candidate they tried to push coaches on me. Did you offer the job to anybody else? No. Okay, that answers it. That's it. All right, now, because right, there's guys out there saying different, so I just want to get it from you. Now, number two, wh- how would you describe the, the delineation of power now? What is the structure with you, the head coach, and Chris Johnson? It's a, it's the same structure we had before, and, and quite a few teams in the NFL have this structure, Mike. But um, you know, myself, uh, Adam Gase, or the head coach, and uh, actually Neil Gallat in, in charge of the the business side, um, all report directly to to ownership. So we're all direct reports to ownership. Um, you know, I have my areas of control, and they're still the same. I, I still uh, control the fifty three draft. You control the so if it comes down to cutting a, a player, you get the last call on a on a roster spot. Well, technically, I have that authority but it's always you always work together right you want to work with the coach on that we want to stress that you don't want to put a player
player on he doesn't want. No. You guys want to work together. Absolutely. And I think at the end, it just, it, it, you know, the head coach and the GM, they're a team, and, and you try to work together with everything, and you try to make sure that you have consensus and you feel good together going forward, and you're always trying to balance. You know, I think it's always a good balance between the head coach and the, and the GM because you're trying to balance the short and the long-term vision for what you want to accomplish, but you're trying to do everything to be as competitive as possible. Woody Johnson, I mean, Woody Johnson, Chris Johnson said today that uh, that Gase had a very good feel for your people, your players. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, what, what can you tell us about what he, what he had to say about your roster or what he envisions for your group going forward? Well, I'll let I probably should let Adam kind of you know, okay. talk on his own behalf, but okay. but I'll, you know, but he but he's very you know, of course, you know, he mentioned you know, you know, <laughs> mentioned Jamal Adams quite a few times. Obviously, he's you know, he thinks very highly of Jamal as a player, but right. but he felt very good. You know, he thought our defense, um, you know, there's some very good aspects of our team, um, and uh, you know, he's very excited about the opportunity to work with Sam Darnold. So and some of the other pieces we have on offense. But, um, but again, I'll probably let Adam talk to that on his own behalf. But, um, uh, but def- he definitely knew our team quite, a, quite well, having faced this quite a few, you know, three years in a row. Um, but also the, the nice thing about Adam is he's, you know, he's not a first-time head coach. He does have experience. I mean, there, and it is a learning process you go through a little bit as you transition for the first time to be a head coach. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, you can talk to him about things. that. You does know, he have control over his staff, Mike, or do you have input into his staff? Nope. The, the whole coaching staff falls under Adam. Um, okay. I, I think he has a very good idea of, of some of the coaches, you know, uh, you know, in terms of his knowledge of coaches, and I think he's going to go out there and try to put together the best staff he possibly can. Um, but the other part of it, and from my standpoint, it's it's more of a support role for him in terms of we'll help with some of the contract negotiations and logistics of bringing coaches in. Um, and if he wants to be a sounding board, but for the most part, that's his decision uh, who to hire, and he he basically controls who he hires or who he fires. I don't that doesn't fall under my domain. Okay, and uh, did he give you anything? Well, I'll wait. I got him tomorrow, so I will get Gase tomorrow. So we're talking with Mike McCagnan. Mike, as you look at this right now, um, what would you say about your nucleus? Considering that where you are in the draft, considering how much money you are under the cap, where, what, what, how would you explain for your audience right now, for your fan base, what your vision is going forward with your nucleus led by Donald, led by your safeties? But what, what do you envision? Do you think uh, it's about a couple of you know big game breakers? Is it more about infrastructure? What what is it you're looking to do with this you know largesse that you have right now? You have a lot to work with in terms of picks and in terms of uh, cap space. What are you looking to accomplish for this year? Yeah, well, well, first and foremost, Mike, and you know this is you know we have to first put our coaching staff together. And as already sort of said that, and once we do that. We'll have a very clear idea of, you know, hey, the systems. I mean, Adam already knows kind of what he wants to do offensively, so that gives us a head start. Um, but obviously, on the defensive side, and, and the special teams have actually performed very well this year, and we, we and we're going to, you know, kept Brand Boyer in in the group, so that should have some continuity there. Um, I think it's again, and this is speaking very generally, Mike, for the fans. Um, you know, we have a lot of, we obviously have, we have, you know, if not the most cap space in the league, we're at the, you know, the top in that standpoint. Right. Um, there are some potentially good players in free agency. We have to see who actually gets to the market, who are going to be the salary cap cut players, so that's going to affect the, the talent pool there, but I think the one thing we'll we'll focus on is making sure we, we, we use the money wisely. Um, if there's a if we feel there's a high-profile big-dollar ticket guy out there that, that would not 
you know, we, we would not necessarily rule that out. We'd look into that. Um, there are some very talented players in this free agency pool. Um, and then we have to figure out where that talent falls or what position. So I think the thing will always be it's to, to, to spend the money wisely, uh, make sure we have the greatest impact for it and not necessarily mortgage the future. But even if we were to go out there and spend all of our cap space, we still would be in a situation a year from now to still have a significant amount of cap space available again. So we feel very good about that. Um, you know, offensively, I think we're going to put a lot of onus on the offense because I think, um, you know, with, with, you know, to put more pieces around Sam, uh, we feel very good about Sam Darnold going forward. I think we have a very, you know, good young quarterback in Sam. Um, he still has a lot of work to be done. I think if you look at later in the season, we were, you know, even though we came up short in some of those games in terms of, you know, winning, um, Sam played very well and, and gave us a chance to be competitive and in some cases actually be leading those games and in, into the fourth quarter. But we're excited about that. On defense, um, you know, obviously we want to keep potentially keep some of our free agents in place. Obviously with the new coaching staff, we'll have to figure out how they see those players. Um, but if there are some potential edge rushers in pro free agency, we're kind of excited about that. Uh, you know, those are things that we've – I don't think that would be a big secret that we're going to definitely look at and potentially address. And then on top of that, we have the you know, and the special teams are very young, talented, and played very well. And of course, Andre Roberts and our kicker Jason Myers, both pro bowlers, are going to be free agents. But uh, we still feel very good about the ability of potentially trying to bring those guys back. And we have our number one draft pick at the third pick in the draft, which I know will be a good player available there. But we'll see how that one unfolds. So, Mike, did you feel this year? Obviously, number one thing was to develop the young quarterback after you drafted him. I agreed with playing him from the start. Uh, but uh, was the year a disappointment, even though you did get him that necessary experience, or did the did you have to, in your mind, spend the year to get him that experience, or is one not, you know, uh, really the determinant that was the determinant on the record, or do you think it was the determinant on the record? Well, you know, we only won four games, so I don't think we would necessarily view that as a success by a stretch. Um, and you know, again, when you when you go back and look at our season, we start off the season we're three and three, and 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 we had some very good wins. I mean, we you know played Indianapolis, and they're a playoff team, and they played you know they played very well down the stretch. Um, you know, we had some games in there we felt very good about, um, and we played well in all three phases. Um, there's some other games we lost that were kind of close games that hey, they could have gone maybe differently, um, but we had our opportunities, and then we kind of went on a sort of a rough stretch there where uh, we lost quite a few in the row. Um, and, and we went through that that period of time. It was, um, you know, again, it, that was probably more frustrating than anything else because I think, um, you know, we knew that uh, we're going to be maturation, a growing process, a maturation process with Sam. Um, I will say this: when you know the last game versus Miami, when he got hurt and he had through the four interceptions, was kind of a tough game. Um, you know, I think even from Sam's standpoint, I mean, it was nice to, you know, not necessarily nice that he got hurt, but he had a chance to step back a little bit. I think Josh McCown and Jeremy Bates did a very good job with developing Sam this this off season, this season. Um, but then, Mike, when he came back and played, and and there's, I know that it's been mentioned in the stats or the media that there's about a three week window there where he was one of the highest rated quarterbacks, not just rookie quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the league in terms of how he was performing. Um, that to me, Mike, was really where. Um, we started really seeing the potential of, of Sam and what he could potentially develop into uh, and made us feel very good. It's funny, I'm actually watching a lot of the pro-free agents now for getting ready for pro-free agency. First thing you do when you go through a position group, you watch your own guys that are going to be free agents to kind of get your, refresh your memory on them so you can go turn around and watch the other guys. And, of course, I keep finding myself watching Sam a little bit. Some of those guys who, like Jonathan Harrison, played late in the season for us. 
uh, at center after Spencer Long got hurt with his finger. Um, and you see some of those young things with, with Sam, Mike, that um, you know that really excites you going forward. I think we have a very good young quarterback in Sam, and now we, we have some good young pieces. We need to add to that, though, and uh, continue to build. Do you think, Mike, it's fair? Now, you bring a new quarterback in, coach in and you say, okay, but you've been here for a while and you've been building this for a while. Does that put you guys in the same place as far as what your expectations are for next season? No, I think it's, I think like everything, Mike, I think, um, you know, we've seen some young quarterbacks on other teams um, have success, and even the team have success in the second year. So I think. Absolutely. I think, I think you can have success. But what I mean, is, I mean, do you guys, is it fair to view you both the same way? It seems like you guys are on, on a level tier. If you're, if you're Chris Johnson, does he view you both the same way? You've been here for years. He's, in his first year, but it seems to me, hey, you guys are an entity, and that's it, and I'm expecting good, pretty good things next year yeah. in year two. Well, I, I will say, you know, it's funny, Mike, and, and, when, and the one thing I've learned from being a GM that you, you really – you can't focus. You really don't focus on yourself as much. You try to focus on doing what you feel is in the best interest of the organization. Um, so, from that standpoint, like you know, I think we're going to go into this off season and try to do everything within our power to, to continue to build this team and, and, and the vision we have for it, and, and, and keep it like with you know, in our minds at least, having a young team, especially if the quarterback continues to develop, that is a young core and give us a window of opportunity. Um, we're excited about the off season. We're excited about you know what we potentially do, but. We have a lot of work ahead of us, and it starts with building a coaching staff. Um, but uh, no, I really, I don't really view it any other way other than the fact that it's, it's, it's funny. I think another GMs will probably say the same thing. You get sort of caught up in this, and you don't have time to think of yourself. You think of okay, all the things we have to accomplish and and do. And I will say on the flip side. You know, having just went through, you know, the, uh, you know, with having the Super Bowl team back this year with Joe and all those guys and sort of being around them right before, you know, the Indianapolis game, which I thought, you know, was kind of a, a kind of a special experience, but just being around those guys. Um, you know, we know what we want to accomplish, and I think we know what our fans, you know, we want to, you know, make them happy, make them proud. Um, we have a lot of work still to do, but I think it's, you know, we have some pieces in place, which I, I feel very good about, and uh, we still need more. We're not, you know, we're not where we want to be yet, but we're excited about the opportunity this offseason to hopefully build that team and that, you know, continue to build that team to that goal and that vision. What's the if there's a if there's a word? What's the what's the one thing that got Gase this job? If there is such a one thing, is there one thing that stood out that got him this job? Um, you know, it's interesting meeting meeting Adam. Um, he's he's he definitely has passion. He has energy. Um, you know, he is, um, you know, he's very, you know, and, and again, knowing what he went through down in Miami dealing with injuries and, and making some tough decisions on the roster from a salary cap standpoint, um, with players, I know he has, uh, definitely a toughness and edge to him. Um, but also when you, when you talk to him and he starts kind of explaining things, how he, you know, worked with different quarterbacks and he's worked with different you know, he's worked with different quarterbacks through his career and, and figured out ways to make them successful or help them regain previous form and um, and perform at a high level. Now, um, you know, you combine that sort of that intellect and that aptitude with that passion and the work ethic and the drive. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I'm, I'm we're really excited about that. And but that was the thing. It was he's you know he's he's you know he's a very um, and again having done a lot of stuff at a very young age. Um, you can see why, you know, he was with Peyton Manning early in his career. And, you know, Peyton is, you know, when you think of, you know, you know Peyton from, you know, dealing with Tom Moore and those guys in Indianapolis, like, 
you know, that that's a pretty impressive thing for a young guy to kind of, you know, obviously build a relationship, work with, and help a quarterback regain his, you know, very high performance level. But that's the thing with Adam, I think. It's it's a little bit of a combination of the personality, the aptitude, the drive, the passion. Um, and, again, we're going to be excited to see, like, you know, from a work ethic, toughness, and aggressiveness standpoint, like to see how we build out this staff and, and how we do this year. All right, thanks. Uh, appreciate it, Mike, very much. Thanks very much. Anything okay. for you, Mike. Thank you. All right, All we'll right. get Adam Gaze tomorrow. Uh-